0: has found it uh, has some clean backup data and is slowly restoring its services, but it promises it'll be a slow process. The effect is likely to be greater in hospitals run directly by the HSE rather than in the large voluntary hospitals, although radiology and diagnostic services are expected to be hit across the board. Now. What I want to know today is I was listening to the radio this morning and many people's appointments have been cancelled this week. Um, non-essential surgery, um, you know, x-rays, all that kind of stuff, all cancelled this week. People who had appointments to go and see their oncologists or whatever it happened to be, all cancelled this week. Now, you need to go to the website of the HSC to find out if your hospital has cancelled your appointment. Because the problem they have, and I was shocked to hear this morning, is that a lot of people, they can't contact them because they don't have your telephone number. This is how bad this is. If you are underestimating how bad this is, this is how bad it is. They don't actually have your telephone number to ring you to say listen, your appointment is cancelled. Uh you know, we'll get on to you as soon as we have another appointment for we have this sorted out. So to give me a bit more information, I'm going to speak to Adrian Weckler, who's a tech editor of the Irish Sunday Independent, but I want to hear your um experiences today. Maybe you had an appointment this week. Let us know how it's been affected for you. And the number is 87 zero 8 Text or WhatsApp. If you want to give us a direct call, you can oh one eight nine four two one zero five. If you've had an appointment cancelled, if you've been affected by this in any shape or form, or how do you feel about it in general, please let us know and contact us. But let me go to Adrian Weckler. Adrian, this is an absolute undignified mess, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you mentioned the the lack of phone numbers. I mean, two or three days ago, the HSE not only told all its staff, but actually put out public messages in social media in case its staff had no way of being contacted by them. Don't turn on your PCs. You know, so um, like many uh, workers in HSE or hospitals affected by this wouldn't have had the even that the possibility of, of getting into this and to look up your phone number. So um well, I mean, let, well let's,
0: let's look at this in simple terms. So people who don't understand exactly what a hack is or what a cyber mm-hmm. attack is. Now, we here in the radio station had one about five years ago. We, ha- we have an A drive where we keep all the, say, the bits of audio I play of, you know, Leo Vrack or whatever during the show. And we save it all to one particular hard drive on the network called and it was the A drive, right? Uh, we have about seven or eight different network drives. But this particular drive one day stopped working because somebody had opened an email. We got the email from the ransomware people saying they wanted, um, I think at the time it was a Bitcoin or half a Bitcoin or something Mm -hmm. like that in return for releasing the uh, encrypted data, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Of course, we refused to pay it at the time. We lost that information. It wasn't such a big deal for us. It was old audio anyway. So we had to just, you know, face the music. We we tried everything. We tried some of the best people in the business and there's nothing they could do to retrieve it. The only way out of it, I believe, was to pay and the danger, of course, of paying is if you pay once, they see you as an easy target and they might do it again to you. So where are we now with the HSC, and how much information have these people actually blocked? And do they have access to the information?
1: Well, it, what's happened to the HSC is basically a very large scale version of what you say happened to the radio station and, and your ERA drive. It, what has happened is ransomware, in other words, malware, in other words, virus, a very sophisticated virus, has gotten into the entire system, has has the potential to lock up or encrypt all of the data across the entire health network and in such a way that it's impossible for anybody to unlock it with the exception of the hackers who will hand you over the keys to unlock it in exchange for uh, a ransom in and, Bitcoin, and these
0: keys are essentially a, a kind of password that's probably, you know, three hundred characters long with all kind of bits and pieces in it. Yeah, that's they're a...
1: pretty much impossible to yeah. replicate, and also they give they usually only give you like a few days or a week or something maximum to to do it. So um, yeah, so essentially that's what they've asked for. That's the process that's happened, uh, and you ask twenty well, million. They want. So that's one estimate based on I'm assuming what, that's in
0: Bitcoin. They don't they never want it yeah. in cash because obviously that's traceable. So it's in Bitcoin usually.
1: Yeah, it's in cryptocurrency, usually yeah. in Bitcoin, yeah. and you can see Bitcoin being transferred but you have no idea who's transferring it or who's receiving it. They've also said that if it's it, it's a double extortion threat. So they want two things. One, uh, a payment of up to $20 million. It might be a lot less than that, but let's say it's 20 million in order to uh, unlock all of the data. That's the ultimate threat. The second demand then is that they say they have stolen an awful lot of people's personal sensitive medical information anyway.
0: And and by Uh, the way, they're not just talking about medical information. We're also talking about payment information, bills, Mm -hmm. HSEs, accounts themselves possibly as well. And... All this information is locked away. Now, I heard this morning, I think it was Crumlin Hospital they were talking to this morning on the radio, and they were saying just simple stuff like people's blood test results, x-ray results. They have no access to any of this at all. They're using pen and paper
1: at the moment. Mm, yeah. I'm, it's, one of the problems here is it's not 100% clear what they do, what they don't have access to. One of the reasons for that, and it's maybe a conversation for another day, is because we don't really have a beefed-up national Security Cyber Center, we've kind of outsourced the whole thing to a couple of security companies. We, we don't really have significant cybersecurity resources in this country, no matter what anybody in, in government comes out and, and says at the moment. But um, as to this medical information that the hackers claim that they have stolen, you've mentioned some of it there, but what they say is that if a second amount of money isn't paid, that they will leak, or they'll either sell it or they'll dump it uh, on the dark web. Now, um if they do in fact have that information, they will dump it. I mean, there isn't much question in it, because if they don't dump it, if they don't carry out that threat, then the next person who they threaten with it will think, "Well, why should we yeah. take you seriously? Yeah, you're bluffing. Why should we take you seriously?" So. Unfortunately, this is kind of a business for them. These are very organised, very sophisticated. And what's
0: the day apart from GDP or issues? Mm. Obviously, what is? I mean, what is? The, what's the day? I mean, no people. Yeah. Your information, my information. If we've ever been to a hospital or had a mm. blood test, that'll be all dumped somewhere that made made public essentially.
1: So on one level, it's worthless. Like, like a CAT mm. scan that I've done, like who's going to bother buying that? (laughs) Uh, uh, I
0: I had one of those too about seven years ago. I don't think anyone's
1: interested in my CAT scan. Yeah, or your colonoscopy. But (laughs) uh, uh, on another level, level, there there are two main threats from that. First of all, let's say they dump it and they don't do anything with it. But what happens now is that basically the the kind of scavenger gangs, scavengers start pouring all over. They get things like your PPS number. They get your condition. They start sending you personalized and um, scam emails, for example, like the one that you mentioned uh, a few mm-hmm. minutes ago, a phishing email, and uh, very realistic details that wouldn't ordinarily be known. You click on it. Now you're either uh, infected with ransomware or you're, in some extreme circumstances, could be a blackmail scenario. Let's say you went for a, um, uh, an STD, sexually transmitted disease test, and it wasn't... Really, or you're being treated for something like that, and it's you're in a sensitive position. Um, let's say that you're uh, being treated for a sports injury, but you're a professional athlete and your team doesn't know about it. I'm just... I know, with no, no, I, know no, I understand there. all the
0: hypothetical situations.
1: Yeah,
0: right? so... And, and what about, ba- about bank details? Because I, I, I don't... I mean, obviously, the HSE send out
1: no bills to people who've been in hospital. Yeah. So the hackers claim that they have some accounts information. They haven't gone into detail. In terms of what, is claimed, you know, to, what they claim to have, there hasn't been an itemized list that the public has seen uh, as to what, what that might do. It, it could include bank details. It could include billing details, for example. And here's a stupid question, Adrian.
0: Is there no, I mean, if we had a, had a foresight here at the radio station, we could have had a backup of that drive on a, yep. you know, a spare, you know, disconnected drive from the network. Mm-hmm. Is there no backup of all this information
1: somewhere? They, they say that there are, but there's two issues around that. Num- number one, well, the CIO, the chief information officer of the HSE, I rang him up the other day and he insisted that they did, but he, he did make another point, And it was, look, like the HSE is a very big organization. We do IT upgrades on Different bits of the organization, or different hospitals, or different agencies at different times, and sometimes they're different systems because they all do different things. So yeah, we have backups, but like there might be thirty-seven different backups, and thirty-seven different type of programs. A good example is last week there was another ransomware attack on a, an American uh, thing, um, American fuel pipeline called Colonial That's Pipeline. That's right, not, yeah, yeah. And, there was, a, and the there was a shortage stuff. of gas everywhere. That's petrol, right. Like, yeah. Okay. So what they paid. I think it was a five million dollar and they paid a They paid it. But the decryption key that they got was so slow in decrypting the information they ended up having to go to the backups anyway. They had backups. Well see here but, well,
0: here's the thing. Paul Reid has just come out to say it will cost the state tens of millions of euro to fix hmm. the network system impacted by last week's cyber attack on the HSC. This is according to Paul Reid. So if it's going to cost tens of millions to fix this and make it safe so they can't do it again, I'm assuming that would be the plan, by the way, as well. Mm. And, and by the way, I've heard from numerous people that in different sections of the Department of Health or being in hospitals, some of the computers still have Windows 98 on them. Now, I don't know how to do 97,
1: yeah. yeah About half of them do, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's ridiculous. Okay. So, it, but anyway, that if we're to spend tens of millions to fix mm. it, would it not be easier just to give them the $20
1: million that they want? So that's the logic, and that's the ransomware gang's logic, and that's why one in four ransom demands are They're actually paid. paid. Yeah, because if you're particularly... If you talk to any IT security professional in Ireland, they'll tell you. Paid. If, you if you have a medium to, to large company, and if the, the choice is, well, um, you know, spend six weeks trying to patch together all this stuff, lose business, lose money or pay, in their case, might be a oh, 150,000 euro ransom. They'll just pay it. Now, the other problem, by the way... Now, by the, is the way, is the, is
0: the problem in paying it, and we did. this is about the information we got at the time going back five years ago, that if you pay it, now ours wasn't obviously millions, it was only a few thousand, but if you pay it, that then they see you as a soft target, and they'll come back and do you again.
1: Uh, no, I don't think that's the worry. I think the worry is that if you do pay it, it's one thing for a business to pay it, privately and secretly and nobody knows about it. Um, if a government pays it and is seen to pay it, uh, that no question there'll be more ransomware gangs. Because why wouldn't they? Because if a government, if state policy is to pay the ransom, then of course, you know... Uh, every Every Russian gangs. or
0: Eastern European gang, which most of these seem to be Russian and Eastern European gangs, They'll think Ireland's a soft target. Sure, we'll go for every department. Let's go yeah, for the no, revenue next.
1: Yeah, there's also a moral argument about whether you should be funding crime and as well. I we, about, well, I have to
0: think we have to leave morals aside here. What's in the best interest of the general public and people waiting to get their surgeries or appointments this week, I think that's what's
1: probably more important than I, I, Yeah, that, that's one side. Another side is if you pay the ransom and, uh, you know, try to lessen the disruption there, how many more cyber attacks will you encourage on people next year, the year, the year after that, how many more people might... I mean, is
0: I mean, sorry, Adrian, for asking, but I mean, no matter how good your security is and your company is or your department, be it a government department, can these individuals, these hackers, these criminals, can they get through anything? In other words, are we saying that the HSE and the Department of Health is lacking in its security systems in the way that it's been handled by the, it, or outsourced by this company? It, or are we saying that everybody is vulnerable to this anyway, it doesn't matter how good you are? It, it's
1: more the latter than the former. Now, you, look, let's, let's go back to basics here. You have to have IC security. You have to have backups. But there is a certain standard which you're expected to do all that, after which uh, you are given some leeway if you are attacked in terms of being blamed. Like, for example, the North Koreans, or the Chinese or the Russians sometimes um, attack different countries. Now, they have such high-level hackers with such skills that it's not reasonable to expect... A normal company or a normal organization or even an organization like the HSE to be able to repel all attacks. What the HSE is saying in this case is that they're describing this as what they call a zero day attack. That's tech jargon, but what it basically means is that. Um, the, it, it was based on a weakness in a software or hardware system that nobody knew about, not even the company making the system. That therefore, you couldn't have foreseen that you would be attacked that way. Uh, but, uh, but when you say you couldn't have foreseen, somebody yep. did say to them
0: about six months ago, I can't remember, I read it somewhere in the paper the other day, that somebody did say about six months ago that this was bound to happen very, very soon.
1: Yeah, they, they, but people, people would say that there is a but, attack but particularly the HSE,
0: they, they, they refer to the HSE.
1: Well, I mean, I've written an awful lot of articles about the problem of Windows 7 computers in the HSC, and the fact that they're outdated, and the fact that they're having to pay over a million quid a year more just to support these outdated machines, and and that it could lead to more security vulnerabilities. What the HSC will say is, yeah, that's a fair point, but on the other hand, the reason we're paying a million quid to... Microsoft is that they guarantee that they, we get the same proper protection you know, see, is, Isn't business.
0: the problem, and I don't want to go into this too technical, but isn't the problem that a lot of the systems that were set up, both maybe in the revenue commissioners, in the HSE, in all the government departments, the software that was set up was set up many years ago. And it runs, basically, I remember working in a radio station not too long ago, actually, about 15 years ago, that was still running Windows 3.1 um, on a on a Windows 98 computer. In other mm-hmm. words, they were running it through, a, what, uh, uh, I can't remember what the word it is now. Anyway, they were running this mm-hmm. because the particular software used in the radio station for this particular task only ran on Windows 3.1 because it was so old. Is that the case with a lot of the software, that, they're, that it, it's so old it actually can't be run on Windows 10 that, that- or something like that?
1: Yeah, that's the case with things like specialist medical equipment. If you go in, if you ever have like a scan or you go in for a procedure, or you look at a, uh, an operating theater in a hospital, you'll see an awful lot of big clunky metal machines, right? And sometimes you'll see a little screen attached to that and it'll you know, you look like, well, that looks like Microsoft Windows that's controlling it. Now, that yeah. might be a very old version of Microsoft Windows. Now, the reason that they have that old version of Microsoft Windows is twofold. First of all, it's not connected to the Internet, right? So, therefore, you can't actually get at it with a security virus. The second reason is that the big, huge German medical machine that cost 150 grand or 350 grand, they actually have not updated system to work with the latest version of Windows. Now, that's that's what the H- That's one of the reasons the HSE says it still has Windows 7, for example, in the system. The banks will say the same for ATM machines. A lot of the ATM machines, for example, around town still work on... Ah, don't, don't be saying that.
0: You'll be giving people ideas. <laughs> well, no, but they're not connected to the web. No, I know. Okay, because I know yours took for time as well as I do. So when the HSE say they don't know when this will be fixed... Mm. I mean, and you're saying time is of the essence because these hackers basically say, well, look, you've got three days. We couldn't be bothered wasting our time because they've other people to hack. Uh, and so what will happen or how long do you think these hackers will wait for
1: their money? Uh, I mean, it, it and, and I'm sorry this sounds a bit fudgy, but it, it depends on how advanced the ransom demand processes. Paul the HSE has said they've received or they're aware of demand. We don't yet know how advanced that is. And I know that sounds weird, but um Well see, well
0: anybody at this stage could could email the H S E you know, from a blocked IP address and say, listen, I've, I'm the one who did this. I want 50 million in my bank account tomorrow, you know, in Bitcoin, and I'll release it. And they might not necessarily be the right person. I assume there has to be some sort of code. No. Yeah, yeah, it's,
1: it's, yeah it's, it's not as simple as that. I mean, when what happens is there, there is a process by which they they kind of verify their credentials. That says, right. This is what we did, this is what we did, this is how we got in. Like, we don't even know for sure how they got in. We don't know whether... It was a and, how
0: long, and how long they've been snooping around in there.
1: No, we think it's probably at least um, a, a couple of weeks, but we but we don't know for sure. And this is well, this is one of the problems, by the way, about not having a proper national cybersecurity centre. I know that information like this can be sensitive from a security point of view. The problem is it gets focused in a, a few individuals. And when this is all over, what will we have learned? Will we have actually learned lessons? Will we have better systems in place? not clear right now that we will. We need need
0: to start up. Look, the world has gone this way. Everything we we do now is controlled by computers. I mean, it may not have been necessary 15, 20 years ago, but it's definitely necessary now. Now, I know we have the Garda National Cyber Security Centre, but we need something better than that. We need a dedicated... Um, surveillance team that watch this kind of stuff all the time Costs
1: a lot of money though
0: oh, Absolutely Well look you, you got to invest you know I mean you really do have to invest to make sure things are right in the future because we cannot have this happen again we just can't and that's if we recover from this because this could be a disaster absolute disaster uh, We
1: look we we, we we probably will recover from this I, 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 you It know, couldn't I, happen at a worse time mind you no, it no, couldn't. No. no, and couldn't. And a lot of people be very worried about this. I and mean, it, it is a little bit regrettable that the information isn't uh, a little bit clear coming down from Cohen. But I have to say this: this ransomware gang and ransomware in general, it is a major problem. About half of all businesses, you know, get hit with some sort of attack along these lines every year. Mm. Um, so, I mean, what? I mean, with, with respect, just finally in relation to that.
0: Obviously, one of our big systems would be the revenue commissioners, mm. which would be disastrous if this happened to the revenue commissioners, if they didn't know who owed them tax funny, or whatever. It
1: would be kind of funny, if everybody's salary. Everybody's probably thinking, I wish it was the revenue commissioners. But, if it, um, but
0: if it, what, the, do they have a better system in place?
1: Uh, as in, do they have fewer Windows 7 computers? I, I think they do, yeah. But um, th- th- I think the revenue is one of the most prioritized. Um, organizations that the government has in terms of making sure that their their IT systems are beefed up. I mean, obviously uh, Ireland is theoretically a big target because we've so many, with about a third of all of Europe's data is housed in Ireland, right? We've massive data centers here. We've some of the biggest tech companies here We've some of the biggest multinational, etc. So Ireland is, is, is a target anyway. We only, but, but when those big companies are targeted, we don't hear about it because their resources are phenomenal. They are well able to take care of themselves it's only when Yeah, I know. We we've like like seen this, this.
0: Yeah, we've seen this before with Amazon and Facebook and other companies like that. They're down for a half an hour. They're back up again. Right. Yeah. Right. But unfortunately, not with the HSC. Listen. Thank you very much indeed, Adrian. Thanks for explaining all that to us, Adrian Weckler, who's the tech editor of the Irish Sunday Independent, um, Irish and Sunday Independent should I say. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan show.
1: Classic hit.